He had amazing ability to wind up even though he didn't speak English. I liked him actually, I enjoyed it. You know, he was a tough guy and he was aggressive and he was he was angry. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I want to focus a little bit on the European action from last night. First off, uh, Sheriff Nil, Manchester United 2 was their result in that game. Delighted to say Samuel Luckhurst to write on all things Manchester United for The Athletic is on the line. Morning, Samuel. Morning. It's the Manchester Evening News, not the Athletic. Manchester Evening News. My bad, and apologies for that. Uh, talk to us about the game last night. Must uh, must win game, obviously after losing to Saucy Dad. Uh, Sheriff, not great, but I guess job done. Yeah, they had to win the game. They lost their first game in the Europa League uh, six years ago uh, en route to winning it, and they were a little bit up against qualifying from that group in the end because they they lost two of their first four games. But although Sheriff had that. Uh, they, they claimed the scalp of Real Madrid last season. That that squad has pretty much been gutted. So it's a very different side that United played last night. United had benefit of a week's rest because of the postponements last week. And as, as Ten Hag said himself, they, they had a pretty bumpy start. But after that, um, they, they got into their pattern of play and it was a pretty straightforward win. And I suppose just frustrated for United that they can't really maintain that momentum in the Premier League because unlike most of the other teams in, in, in the top tier they've, they've got two postponements to contend with so they're in this strange period now where they will go four weeks without playing in the Premier League Yeah and back with a bang when they do come back um, they're becoming obviously much more familiar with the or, or as familiar let's say with the Europa League as they would have been with the Champions League over the years sixth, sixth time in the last 12 years that they've played in it and there used to be a lot of conversations Samuel about the value of it and what sort of team selection it should be that conversation amongst fans and, and uh, players and the media seems to have disappeared a little bit. It is What's your sense of how dialed into the Europa League Eric Ten Hag is? Oh, he's completely invested in it. I mean, you only have to look at the two teams that he's he's picked so far. Ronaldo is starting both the games. He did rotate a bit for the Sociedad game, but that was that was forgivable. United had, uh, had won a good run of form in the Premier League. They had a game at Palace on the Sunday that he had in mind of course with the certain selections and you, you've got to rotate in, in, in a number of games you can't play the same team every time and sometimes you get a, a better gauge of, uh, of certain players character and, and where they're at and how well they can uh, perform when they're called upon uh, all of a sudden and the truth of the matter is there were very few performances uh, that were worthy of note against Sociedad I think uh, Christian Eriksen was, was probably the only one who came out of that game with any credibility. But Ten Hag was was a tad complacent. I mean, there, there were two almost pre-planned substitutions with, with Dallow and Eriksen coming off against Sociedad at half-time, which seemed strange when it was nil-nil. United ended up losing 1-0 with no game this weekend. I think everybody expects him to play the strongest possible team uh, in Moldova. And, and he did that going off form and player availability. So it does maintain a little bit of momentum despite these um, uh, the, these gaps between games. And there's obviously going to be a 17-day gap now for them to contend with until the Manchester derby. But going into that game, even though that's still over a fortnight away, looking at the team last night, you would probably say there'll be at the very most two changes, but more likely one change, which at the moment, provided he is fit for that game, would be Rashford for Ronaldo. 
on, on that basis, I was almost slightly surprised to hear you say, Samuel, that uh, Ten Hag was taking the Europa League seriously because he started Ronaldo. So is your sense that he's, uh, on the basis even of the last couple of games, that he's getting close to that starting eleven, or he's there? Not necessarily. I think that Ten Hag does prefer uh, the more fluid front three of uh, when all are fit, which has, has not been the case very often at all so far this season because of Marshall's injury, but it would be Sancho and Marshall and Rashford and you've got two of the wingers switching. Um, sorry, that would have been the case at the start of the season, but of course he's brought Anthony in, so Anthony is obviously the starter on the right-hand side. Sancho is pretty much the preferred pick on the left. Centre four is interesting because Marshall did have a very good pre-season, but he's he's only played one half all, all the season so far. So it's it's not easy to see him getting his way back into the team uh, already. With Ronaldo, some of the some of the movements he goes upon and you know, the positions he takes up, I think he's probably the only player in that squad who could do that. But he has been snatching at chances. He has looked a bit desperate to get off the mark this season. And it, it, it is getting to the point where it would be a slight surprise if he did start the derby if, if Rashford uh, was available or if Rashford and Marshall were available. There's, there's still no time frame on when Marshall will come back. But it does seem quite apparent already that Ten Hag does prefer the fluidity of Marshall or, or Rashford up front to Ronaldo, who obviously where he's turning 38 in, in February, he's not going to be as mobile as those players, but he, he could still end up scoring more goals than those players because you just have to look at his uh, look at his record. It felt watching them last night that things were starting to click at times and I think Jaden Sancho was probably a big reason he got, he got a great goal the first goal and he almost had a second but he's really on form at the minute. He is he's in terms of his goals output he he had to wait until February to get his third goal last season. To have three in September already is, is very good going. He does still have a tendency to meander through games. He, he scored, obviously, against Liverpool and, and Leicester. And after he scored in those matches, which was relatively early in the first half of both of them, he you didn't hear much of a peep from him after that. And when you're a winger, that's going to be noticeable because there is a big onus on you to, to affect games, to be involved as often as possible. So he can still go quiet, but he is becoming a more consistent match winner, frankly. And it was, it was good timing for him after the England squad announcement. Um, he, he was extremely unfortunate to be overlooked for, for, that, um, for, for these games this month. But historically, Southgate has never really taken a shine to him. And there are reservations in the England setup uh, when, when Sancho has been involved. That said, you look at Jack Grealish, who was underwhelmed for upwards of a year at Manchester City and has done next to nothing this season. That mantra that Southgate came out with five and a half years ago, whenever it was, that he would pick players on form rather than reputation, has completely been flipped now. Um, there are a lot of players in that England squad who are in solely because of their reputation for what they've done for Southgate England level. And I suppose where Sancho is performing more consistently now and Grealish is doing next to nothing, Grealish has got no hiding place now. So it is still one to keep an eye out on ahead of the, the, the World Cup squad selection. But I suppose Grealish has some credit in the bank with Southgate for some of the, the cameos he had at the Euros last season. Yeah, that was something that Paul Scholes had said after the game that he, he thinks that... Jaden Sancho deserves a place ahead of Jack Grealish. I'm guessing that's something that you agree with? Not necessarily ahead of, but he, he certainly should have been in the squad. I mean, you you have to 
factor form into it because I think the danger Southgate has got at the moment is that a lot of his favourites are either out of form or not playing. He's not got the courage to drop any of the right-backs. There are four right-backs in the squad again. Uh, that's too lopsided. The two left-backs are in by default, Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell. They're not playing regularly for their clubs. It's difficult to really see them playing regularly for their clubs between now and when the World Cup squad is announced. Calvin Phillips has gone to Manchester City um, and everybody thought he would be a reserve at Manchester City and he has been. He's, he's played something like 14 minutes this season. Uh, Grealish, is, I think he started once in the Premier League. England are still very much dependent on Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling as their match winners. Um, obviously, with, with Harry Maguire, he's not put a foot wrong for England, but you can't ignore his situation at Manchester United. And his situation has been dire for pretty much a year now. Uh, he's he's been either out of form, or in the case of this season, he's been dropped altogether. The impact of Rafael Varane this season has has not reflected well on Maguire at all. In that, however way you look at it, it's not a coincidence. United have conceded two goals in 495 minutes with Varane on the pitch. The five games he started in, they've won. The three games he hasn't started in, they've lost. And of course, unfortunately for Maguire, he has started in those three games that United have lost this season. So. Southgate has he is taking a risk by placing reputation ahead of form with a number of players at the moment who would likely start uh, for England in Qatar and also he's he's got to probably show this month with these upcoming Nations League games that there's a willingness on his part to, to integrate Jude Bellingham into the, the starting eleven because as far as rounding midfielders go in the England squad he is the best by far. Yeah. Before we let you away, the obviously postponement of games um, and the international window means that there's a long time between drinks for United, but in all evidence, uh, domestically in the league looking, looking very good. And as you mentioned, October the 2nd, um, Man City, there was a time not that long ago where we wouldn't have given United a shake in this one, but all recent evidence, uh, good wins over big clubs suggest that it could even be close. It could. They've, they've got the monster of Erling Haaland to try and slay, of course, and that's going to be a fascinating matchup between him and Varane, I mean, Varane would be the injury United fans dread the most. And unfortunately for United last season, there, there was an international period where he did pick up an injury and they had a couple of horrendous defeats um, pretty much straight away in, in October against Leicester and, of course, the, the 5 0 Shelling by, by Liverpool as well. So they, they really need Varane to stay fit over the next fortnight and be available for that game. Uh, having Rashford back, it's it's strange how it has changed all of a sudden that Rashford has become integral to United this season because he really wasn't last season. But he does complement that front three very well at the moment. And it's got to the point now with, with Casemiro where has, where he's, he's looked so cumbersome in his performances so far that McTominay has more than earned his place in the side. He may have been a bit fortunate to have been starting after Casemiro first arrived, but he has gradually improved and he was particularly good in the Arsenal game. But Casemiro, when you look at his credits and his presence, he is still someone that they're going to have to consider for that game against City, particularly where City do play a three-man midfield and United might have to make an adjustment there. But they're, they're competing. Again, that's what they needed to become this season. I think that's been the bare minimum United fans want from Eric Ten Hag's side, it's for United to become a, a competitive and credible force again and, and start to climb their way up the ladder. And, you know, despite those those two debacles against Brentford and, and Brighton at the start of the season, they have started to do that. And it's just a pity for them, as I said, that their, their momentum has subsided slightly uh, where they've got two postponements to contend with. 
You mentioned Rafa Varane there. He's been, I think, really impressive so far. He's really solid at the back. And just listening to Den Hag speak about him yesterday and his leadership qualities, you can really see what he sees in him. And yeah, he, he really rigged him. It's interesting how it's developed between the two of them. In the at one point in pre-season, it seemed that Varane was fourth choice centre back, and that when we spoke to Ten Hag in Melbourne, uh, he, he clarified that Lissandro Martinez was being brought in to strengthen the team rather than the squad. We put it to him with Harry Maguire. He's captain. Does that make him first choice? He said it did. So before the season has even started, he'd committed himself to a first choice partnership of. Maguire and Martinez and Lindelof I think Victor Lindelof played in the five started the five friendlies he was available for so he was actually starting ahead of Varane in pre-season so it gave this impression that Varane was actually fourth choice at United since the season started of course they, they had two dreadful results uh, Lindelof got was injured as well he's, he's barely played so far this season and Ten Hag was very decisive in actually deciding that Varane should come back into the team. I think I did the story about five days before the Liverpool game that he was considering dropping Maguire for Varane when I was told it was lots, at the time it was, it was stronger than that. He had pretty much decided there and then that, that, that Varane would be starting that game, that game at the expense of Maguire. And Varane has been, he's been non faultless. Uh, the way Ten Hag speaks about him, he described him as immense the other week and he is, he is really living up to that billing at the moment. And it does feel like a trick of the mind that he was very, temp- very, very briefly fourth choice in, uh, at centre half in pre season. But then again, when he did first play with Martinez, which I think was in the final friendly against Vallecano, Ten Hag did say unprompted how well, uh, Varane and Martinez did as a duo. So there were signs in that final friendly that he liked what he saw from them, but he, he took his time to obviously put them together. And in, in the meantime, United had probably, I mean, it was, the, the Brentford game was probably their worst performance in, in nearly 50 years. It really was that bad. And it's not a coincidence that Varane, looking back to last season as well, he was absent for almost all of the thrashings. Uh, all, I think United conceded for at least four goals in, in six games last season, and he was absent for five of them. He was, of course, absent for uh, the, the Brentford game this season, where he started on the bench and only came on at half time. And when he did come on at half time, United actually kept a clean sheet for the second half. So his, his importance to United is it, it, it can't be understated mm. at the moment. He is very much their most important player. Yeah. All right. Interesting times in Manchester. Samuel Lookhurst, Manchester Evening News. Thanks a million. Thank you. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.